Now hiring bookworms like Courtney, a crew member at the Batesville McDonald's. McDonald's is great to college students because they actually offer tuition assistance. They've basically paid for what student loans couldn't cover. We're hiring people like Courtney who are passionate about what they do. Our benefits include tuition assistance, flexible hours, paid time off, free employee meals, and more. At McDonald's, the crew is the special sauce. Join us. Apply now at McDonald'sHiresOhio.com. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. The point is to start on time. Yeah. And we're live. What's up? What's up? What's up? Y'all already know it's your girl, Ash. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Black Girl Interrupted. And tonight, oh, let me get my hands together. So tonight I got my girl, my girl Latoya with me. She's a well-renowned Arthur. I'm about to call you an actress, girl. Look, oh, you see, yeah. I'm already manifesting. <laughs> you see, I'm already manifesting that for you. I'm turning, calling you an actress, but that could right. that could come. But she is a you well-renowned see. Arthur. <laughs> and I just want to say thank you for coming on the show with me tonight. Go ahead and tell the people a little bit about you tonight. All right. So good evening, everyone. My name is Latoya Austin, and I am the founder of Rising from the Shadows. It is a wellness brand that is focused on self-help, self-love, and self-awareness. I am actually a new author of a book called Rising from the Shadows, Life Behind the Smile, and here it is. All right. So I would love for you to go copy copy of it. I have merch coming. I just got my bookmarks in so i'll be having those um i got a journal coming out um in march but this brand guys it is one that is sent from god i absolutely am believing in it i know that it's going to be successful um and it is definitely focused on the whole person the wellness of a person and so i'm so excited to be on the show tonight with ashley girl i'm so happy to have you on here with me tonight but before we even jump into talking about the book, getting to know you a little more, okay. I want to first do my mental health check-in. So I need to know everybody in the comments, baby. Tap on in. Let me know how y'all doing today. How y'all doing? We doing a mental health check-in today. Yes. I need to know. Yes. So while we waiting, <laughs> sis, I need to know mentally. How you doing today? How you feeling today? Girl, I am doing so good. Um, I have been working on self-care. Um, that's been my goal for the week. Yes, self-care. Um, I feel like far too often we do not stop and take care of ourselves because um, people like me are so busy taking care of other people. Um, so it took me 36 years, believe it or not, to realize how important it was to stop and take a moment for myself. Um, so I've been doing that this week, and so it's really been good. Just taking time to breathe, um, relax, do nothing. That's my self care this week. Do nothing. Um, so it's been good. It's been good. How about you? 
mentally, you know what? I'm good. Mentally, you know what? I, I'm good. Despite the fact that my back is killing me. Oh, but yeah. I'm good. You know, um, we one day away from the weekend. Woo! Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> I did get back into meditating. I'm looking so I'm so looking forward to the new Mercury retrograde that comes in effect Saturday. So that really kind of explains why my emotions and oh Lord, I've really just been all over the place. I had to reach out. Girl, I had to, so I had to reach out to my spiritual advisor and I was like, Raya, like, what the hell going on? Like, I'm, I'm up, I'm down, I'm happy. Like, I wake up, my energy, I'm like on a thousand. I'm like, woo, you know. And she was like, number one, Ashley, you are a Sagittarius. So you are a fire sign. So you all over the place anyway. <laughs> that part. So she was like, but it's a good thing. She say, now is the time for you to continue to manifest everything that right. you want. Right. You know, it's, it's good for you to keep talking about it, keep speaking on it and reaching for everything that comes in your, you know, comes in my path. If that Absolutely. door opens, don't, she was like, walk through it. Yes. Period. Is what she told me. She was like, walk your butt through the door. Lord, I don't know if you heard the song um, by Dietrich Haddon called Open Door Season. If not, you need to listen to that. Girl! Because that has been my song this year. It's like, Lord, any door you open, I'm going to walk through. Like, you ain't even got to tell me twice. If you open the window, I'm about to I'm climb. climb out. Girl! <laughs> I'm about to climb through the window. Lord, just give me a little inch, girl, and I'm about to take it. So, yes, like that is the song for this year, girl. Open door season. Just open all them doors and walk through them. Girl, Dietrich yeah. Haddon is like my favorite. He's one of my favorite gospel singers, despite what they say about him, despite the things that he's done. Right, right. I, you know, I love him. Him, Smokey Norfolk. Oh, like, yes. Let me tell you, Marvin Sapp, my testimony is a right song there. I listen to every day. Like, if you haven't heard that song by Marvin Sapp, it's called My Testimony. Okay, and when I tell you, girl, yes. walk through them doors. Okay. I was like, yes. Right. So let's tap into a few of the comments. Okay. We have Miss Raquel that tapped in. She says, Welcome, beautiful. She's hey, talking Raquel. to you. <laughs> and then I got my little brother right here. Uh, he wants to know, is the book for men? The book is for anybody. Oh. Um, I feel like if you have ever lived your life behind a mask, not able to live your truth out loud, anybody that has dealt with mental health, anybody that has done with self-esteem issues, anybody that has been in situations like I have where you needed God to come through for you and he showed up not when you wanted him to, Cause God knows, boy. God Ooh. has his own time. He does what he wants to when he's ready. So anybody who literally has been through life, this book is for you. So you hear that, Warren? Yes, absolutely. The world that book is for you, Shook. That book absolutely. is for you, babe. It's for it, you. It look, the word knows no gender. <laughs> You heard that? Yep. And Miss Keisha Smith says she's in pain, but she's going to push forward. Miss Keisha, I'm going to put out a special prayer for you tonight. Um, just speak the word over yourself. Speak life over yourself, and you got it. Girl, 
Like Absolutely. that song. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Oh, yes. That's my song. My daughter Lawrence at the Tri-City Speaker. Girl, don't get me started. Look, you ain't tell the people you was going to have church tonight. You got the wrong off on here. Look, let me tell you. Some people ain't ready for church, but I stay ready for church. Do you hear me? I sit in the front, I sit in the back, and sometimes I sit in the middle because I have I to make sure the Lord hears me. Yes. If you ain't ready, you better get ready. Who? Hey. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. Yes, ma'am. Look, I, I'm a believer, boy. I'm gonna tell you if you read if you read that book, you'll note that in the book it's literally and people are so surprised by it, but it's not even one percent of my life in this book. And so when people write me and tell me they're so shocked by the things I've been through, I'm like, guys, this ain't even my testimony. This is just a little piece that God gave me to throw out for the people. <laughs> mm. To throw out for the people, but y'all just waiting. Because, baby, let me tell you, yep. everybody's giving a test, but not everybody passes to tell their testimony. You understand? Oh, absolutely. Because I'm a living witness. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen, amen in the comments? Oh, yeah. I told, I told, um, the audience the other day, I did a live stream and I said, the devil made a mistake when he let me live because the doctors have given me 24 hours to live and told me that I wasn't going to make it to two o'clock the next day. And when I tell you that he oops on that by letting me get this book out, let me start this brand, he should have took me when he could have, but he didn't. So now I'm on a roll. We about to go. You hear me? <laughs> Baby, go. let me tell you the worst thing that the worst thing the devil could have done was to allow God to allow me to open my chakras. I know that's right. And tap in to my third eye, my intuition, and really start to speak to my ancestors. That was the worst thing he could have done. Do you hear me? Because now I'm talking and I won't stop. Oh, Lord. <laughs> she on the road, guys. Because <laughs> that's my gift. You understand? Yes. So Miss Raquel says she's good. Oh, we're good. We're good. Awesome. Glad that you're feeling good today, babe. Glad that you're feeling good today. My little brother is on here. Shout out to Terror Artist Full Full. He say, what's up, sis? I'm in. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. All right. Look, and Warren. All your people, hey. I don't know who you are, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter, baby. Positive gravitates to positive. You understand what I'm saying? So Absolutely. these are all positive people in my life. Oh. Uh, Warren says, thank you so much. He'll be looking, he'll be looking for the book. Stick okay. around. No, go ahead. Go ahead, sis. Oh, okay. Well, if you want to look at my website, is is called Rising from the Shadows with the S dot net. So you can get the book off my website. Okay. And I'll post the link okay. for everybody that's interested in um purchasing her book. I already have my own personal copy. She does. She does. She got the VIP copy though, y'all. <laughs> and let's just say <laughs> that book is my story. You understand? Oh, that's awesome. But we Look, we gonna tap into that. We gonna yeah. tap into that. I promise you, we gonna we definitely gonna get in there talking about the book because it's some it's some questions I want to ask. You know, in regards to the book. Okay. Um, so Keith says thank you. She said because baby, the energy. She said I can't and I won't. Hey. Uh, I've been stopped worrying about the negative vibes, baby. Because what I've learned, the higher you elevate, the more the devil comes to attack. Absolutely. I stays on that. And Warren says, Amen, Amen, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to do before we jump into talking about the book, 
I definitely want to take a, a, a moment of silence. Uh, I'm so speechless right now when it comes. So when you hear about people passing away, it's almost like they're family members. Yesterday, oh, we lost Cloris Leachman. Yesterday. Cloris Leachman uh, passed away. I believe she was 89. And today... We lost Cicely Tyson. A legend right there. Oh, my goodness. Do you hear me? Just a, a, a pillar. Yes. An icon, a role model for the black community, for the little black girls, for the black women, for yes. the little black boys, the black men. Absolutely. Sleep in peace, queen. So if yes. we can, just give a... Let's give her just a five-second moment of silence just to honor her memory and to know she didn't go in vain. Mm. And you never would have thought, you know. I, I know people have to pass on, but I wasn't expecting Cicely Tyson to go to date, you know. Right, girl. Look, and then I was like, I looked at her age at 96, and I was thinking, what a blessing, though. Because I have friends that have gone in the 20s, in the 30s, in the 40s, but 96 years is something that most people can't say. And to leave a legacy, though, that's my goal. Forget just living in 96, because people live 96 years and do nothing. And have and leave with nothing. nothing. You leave a bunch of debt for your children. You leave a, yes, a, a bunch of broken hearts, broken relationships, mm. nothing productive. But 96 full years. I'm talking about she started early. Full years is what I want to do. So that is that's goals. And to see ourselves on screen through people like that. Beautiful years, 96 beautiful years. You know, I was watching Tyler Perry's family, uh, the family reunion. Mm -hmm. And do you remember when she, she got out there and she spoke so eloquently? Yes, you know, out in the field, yes. Was telling them, right, you know, she was talking about the yes. slaves and yes. powerful. My One aunt. of my friends was watching that today too. She she messaged me. She was like, "Girl, I'm watching the movie right now. I'm watching her speak right now." I said, "Well, it's time to go pull up some Cicely Tyson movies." <laughs> yes. yes. Oh God, it just she she didn't go in vain. I, I will right. definitely say. That. I just have I just got to post this picture one more time of her because that's a legend. You and know, I mean, she did not crack in her old age. No, when no, I tell you, she was gorgeous. Yes, that's almost like when Diane Carroll passed oh, away. Now, that took me by surprise. I was like, What? I said 2021 starting off a little rough now. <laughs> I'm like, We don't need to do this. Not I this mean, but. <laughs> To the family of Cicely Tyson, to the fans, to everybody that just loves and adores her. 
Y'all, we got we we have to keep her legacy going. You know, she paved the way, she opened the doors, you know, for little black girls to be where we are today. You know what I'm saying? For us to be in a position to share a platform such as this one. You know what I'm saying? She let little black girls and, and black women know who we were. Right. You know, and that goes back. I'm going I'm to post this. Um, I had this on the other day. I posted this the other day, sis. Mm -hmm. And it says, black girls, don't be afraid to use your voice. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts, opinions, and ideas are just as important as anybody else's. When you speak, you speak with boldness and purpose. Yes. Courage, be confident, and always be true to yourself. Live your life fearlessly. Your voice has great power. Don't be afraid to utilize it when needed. You're not an angry black woman. Yes. A woman who has something important to say. Your voice matters and so do you. And that's funny because when you were reading that, the first thing I thought was when you use your voice, it's so many stereotypes and prejudgments that come along with a black woman, especially using their voice. Um, you always are labeled as not always, a lot of times you're when you're passionate about something, you turn into that angry black woman stereotype. And I hate it so much because that passion, if it's matched by somebody else would be called passion. Um, and so I hope that in the future, we even that playing field, like that, that poem or that wording should not even have to exist. We shouldn't be at this point telling us that it's okay to use our voice. It should already be okay. Right. Right. Yeah. And that really, you know, and that was one of the, that was the whole premise of January, mm -hmm. you know, was to tap into you know, the light skin versus dark skin, because we as black women, we deal with that every day. You know, we tapped into real life versus expectations, reality versus expectations. You know, yeah, we may see this, but is that really truly going to make you happy? If you were to win a million dollars today, are you still happy? Girl, there's millionaires out here that's killing themselves and not happy money. Right. And we had, I had this, we had this conversation. Um, I was on, I don't know if you're on clubhouse, but we was on the clubhouse app and you know, they asked what it meant to be rich in the room. And I want to say 95% of people associated richness with money. But my first thought was I'm already rich. <laughs> And it's not even because of money, because I don't have the most money. I'm rich because, one, I know God. And to me, if you don't know God, you'll never be rich. And that's, like, the bottom line for me, because earth will pass away. Like, my riches are stored in heaven. Do so I said, I'm already rich. I know God. But then I'm looking at my relationships with my family. I'm looking at how God is restoring my health. And I'm looking at the fact that I am able-bodied to have a job. And, you know, people are here homeless on the street. They can't eat. They ain't got no jobs. They don't have no transportation. I'm you like, see how hey, you just made me sit up? Because that's how I'm rich. Right. 
I was like, y'all better redefine what rich means to you because money, it does a lot of things, but it doesn't make you happy. If you look you at people buy like it. Robin yes. Williams, yeah, you look at people like Robin Williams, like the fun, one of the funniest people, comedians, and you would think that he was happy. You know, he had the money, he had the fame, he had the jokes, but end up killing himself. I'm like, money doesn't make the man. But you know, you just really hit it on the nail with that because a lot of people don't know how to decipher rich from money, you know, because I'm going to say this, the way they portray it on TV, you know, the only way you're going to be happy is you have to have money. But every day that I wake up, I'm grateful. Girl, some of I'm the not homeless. Some of the happiest people I know are poor. <laughs> Do you hear me? I'm not hungry. I'm not naked. I'm not homeless, and I'm still employed. Now I ain't gonna say I ain't hungry because it is. It is after dinner time. <laughs> okay. Cause girl, I'm so thinking about making a cake tonight. Oh no! Look, no, I ain't talking about like that now. I need some food. <laughs> I'm thinking about making a cake. I still think I may cook my crawfish pasta tonight. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Oh Girl, don't do that. Look, don't, look, don't do that. So, Jarrell, hey, Jarrell, he say, listen, I'm just here to see your beautiful dance and hear that New Orleans twain. Leave me alone, sir. <laughs> for the voice, girl. <laughs> OMG. Hey, Teresa. Hey, sis. I love you, girl. Miss you. And uh, you need to uh, send me some pictures of my nieces, especially Angelica, girl. Oh, Send me some pictures of my baby because she's so big and so gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. Girl, I love them. Love them, love them, love them. Look, so tonight's topic, like I say, it's no specific topic tonight. A brand new me. Open forum tonight. We're talking about any and everything tonight, but I want to do a recap of what okay. we've talked about for the month of January. Let's do it. So I kicked off January. The reason I chose, let me pull up my episode guide. Oh, girl, because that's the only thing that keeps me organized. Right. <laughs> Baby, I be, be like that sometimes. <laughs> Sis, I really be all over the place. I be like, oh, oh, oh. And then I had to send it to my radio guy and girl, just everything. So the reason I started, oh, my sis say, Miss you more. My housewoman is March 13th. You doing it virtual? I told you I was going. You know, you in the city and Tita Cantrell got y'all in phase one, girl. I ain't playing with COVID. Ooh. No, we can't mess with the Rona. Okay, and it's a second strain out. Look, Ooh. and I've already had COVID, so I'm still having effects from that bad boy. So I don't play. I don't play with the Rona. <laughs> I do. I have to do. I have to travel in March, though, the end of March, because I'm moving um back to Atlanta. So I have to take a trip to Atlanta yeah. so I can go and find me somewhere to stay uh, and then after that I'm not taking no more trips supposed to be doing a girls trip in May but I don't think that's gonna happen um, because I got invited to a women's empowerment conference in Illinois 
Oh, is okay. it gonna be in Illinois or is it in Biloxi? I think it's in Illinois. So um that's um pretty much and then I have to start prepping for my launch party in October, which is gonna be in Atlanta because October 8th makes one year to the day that I officially launched my episode, my first episode of Black Girl Interrupted. So Okay, nice. So my launch party will be in October, girl. I've already manifested it. I have to tag you in a post. You're gonna be like, girl. Yes, please do. Who gonna be at your launch party? Hey. <laughs> I did. I manifested it. Um so January, I kicked off New Year, New Me. Okay. And that is personal to me because I'm a new person. I feel like a brand new person, you know. Um, I was able to grow in 2020. I was able to mend some broken relationships, especially mm -hmm. with my children. Um, so January was personal for me because it was a brand new year. I had just actually started doing podcasting, so I was still trying to feel my way, you know, through the waters. Um, and I said, you know what, when I come back in 2020, 2021, I'm so sorry. Um, I have to have something. I was to have you come back in 2020, girl. <laughs> we don't have to have a whole You know what? <laughs> I, I mean. I will say this about 2020. I don't regret anything that happened in 2020 ex ex minus the COVID because I wouldn't be the woman I am today. Absolutely. So a lot of those L's I took in 2020 prepared me for the W's that I'm reaching in 2021. And they're going to be a lot of them too. Yes. Absolutely. So I opened January up with light versus dark. Colorism. Ooh, that's the a good one. matter. And why does colorism exist in this century? The reason I, I, I wanted to kick off 2021 with that because I see things on TV, I see things on social media. Um, and I'm like, we still doing this light skin versus dark skin? Like, why? We're black. All I black. That episode, girl. <laughs> And, and, you know, all black is, and you should have, you know, because all black is beautiful. But why do we as black, we as black women, we, we just, the we down in a, a, a lady because she's dark. And the, my comment for that was light skin don't make you pretty and dark skin don't make you ugly. Right. And that's a conversation, you know, some people really just don't want to, you know, they're like, oh, I want to talk about that. But on Black Girl Interrupted, we're going to push the envelope. Yeah. We're going to be forced into having these types of conversations. You got to. Somebody got to have them. You know, a lot of people want to sit and they want to they wanna talk about sex all day or they want to do this or they want to do... No. Let's start addressing the issues that we as Black women encounter and have encountered for many, 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 many years. You understand what I'm saying? This is where trauma comes from. Ones that matter, yes. So if you don't address the trauma, you'll never heal. Exactly. So that's why, you know, brand new me, new year, new me. It's time for us as ladies, as women, and, and of course, fellas, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be tapping in with y'all too, so don't worry. Y'all are not... Well, she's coming for you. <laughs> exactly. 
And I already <laughs> kind of opened the door on that one when I spoke on black father and son relationships. Okay. Now that's a topic that need that needs a month long right there. Oh, you don't have to worry because June. Oh, Father's Day. It's Father's Day. <laughs> so we I'm talking only to the men for the month of June. That's awesome. Okay. So you black mothers, y'all need to pull up for that conversation too, because we're gonna hold y'all accountable. Okay. You girl, why was I just about to say that? Cause a lot of them ain't ready to have that conversation. Right. Don't don't put it all on the men now. Look, so y'all can really hit me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I say it's time for us to stop pointing fingers and playing the blame game. Work together. Because when we get to talking about black men, you mothers, and I could attest to that. Or the reason why these little broken black boys have grown up to be emotionally detached men. Okay, it's not just the dad, but you mothers too. And I hope you get your tea because we're going to be ready for that conversation. Look, what kind are we drinking that day? Mm. <laughs> you might want to get a glass of wine for that one, sis. <laughs> No wine you might want to get you a glass of wine on that one because you're gonna be like, Did she just <laughs> you're gonna be like, Did she really just call out the black mothers? Yes, myself oh, included. Yes. Yeah, okay. The whole because I'm the reason my son is, is, is the way he is, and it's nothing like taking responsibility though. As long as you, as long as you are pointing, you don't realize the rest of the fingers are pointing towards you. So you gotta, you gotta take some accountability for this stuff it's, that's going on, man. It's uh, four, six, yep. eight pointing back at you. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Got. You. I thought somebody that that wanted to take accountability said something. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Girl, the glasses. It's the glasses. A school <laughs> will be in session. Do you hear me? Pull up students. Yes. yes Pull up students. So you the next stand up but a word. <laughs> and I know you better be ready to be tuned in for that. I will be. Cause ooh, boy. Well, I'm gonna touch some nerves with that one. I know. It, it's it's gonna be some black mothers. Yep. It's gonna be some black mothers out here. They're going to be mad at you. <laughs> because I'm talking your truths. I live in mine. Right. Oh, okay. So just stay tuned for June because June is, is... Absolutely. Baby, when I tell you, sis. So the next topic I went into was reality versus expectations. And not only... Did I ask, I said, what are the realities of life? Mm. What are they? That's a good we question. as black women, sis, you see it on TV. You see it on social media. You see it on Facebook. You see it on Instagram. We have all these expectations. Yes. And when we don't live up to those expectations, guess what? 
we beating ourselves up because we didn't live up to the expectations. Just live in the real. And it's not realistic expectations. Absolutely. Look from body image on down. Like you see it on TV, but the average size is what 14, 16 for a woman, but that's not what you see. So we we as black people, but also the mothers, the fathers, you have to teach your kids reality. They shouldn't be basing their lives and standards on TV and social media. I absolutely despise how technology driven kids are these days only because it's shaping them in ways that you don't even understand that is shaping them. You know, um, one of my degrees is in politics, political science. And so we had a class where we just studied the media. Um, and I actually wrote a 30 page paper on the portrayal of African Americans in the media. And when I tell you that one, it exacerbates the stereotypes clearly. And I feel like it damages us as a black community because we divide ourselves based on what they see us as. Hello. I've always been, you know, just going back to your topic of light skin versus dark skin. You know, as you can see, I have lighter skin and I've always been educated. Education, I love it. It's been my thing. I'm just good at it and I like it. I have two master's degrees and two bachelor's degrees and I just... Come on now. And so I've always been an educated girl. I love school. And so I've always been the educated person who talked a little proper compared to some people. I've never been in the hood. Um, I've always surrounded myself with all kinds of people. But for the black community, it wasn't okay. And we have to redefine what it means to be a black person. You can be educated. You can be well-spoken. You can have your life together and be the epitome of blackness. That's what you should want blackness to be. Excellent. Mm. Black is excellence. Let's make a toast to doing more this spring. Actually, let's make two. Introducing two delicious new toasts from Dunkin'. Hummus and roasted tomato and avocado and roasted tomato. Spring it on with creamy hummus or savory avocado spread on sourdough bread topped with slow-roasted, perfectly seasoned, vine-ripe tomatoes. Actually, let's make a third toast to the two toasts I was just talking about. Here's to you two. Tasty tomato top toasts. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. And so I hate how social media portrays it. If you look at the news, you're going to see the dark-skinned man who is a criminal 99% of the time versus the light-skinned black man. And they portray it like that for a reason. It's not by accident, guys. Light-skinned men are out here committing crimes, too. Believe me. (laughs) White people are out here committing crimes. Mexicans. Spanish, like everybody's out here committing crime, but you're gonna right. see a disproportionate 
portrayal of what a criminal is and it builds fear for our community. And a lot of black boys think, you know, it's normal to live a life of crime, to do drugs, to carry guns, because the social media tells them that that's what black people do. We're supposed to be in jail and we're supposed to be poor. We're or we're only good, or we're, or sis, we're only good enough to be rappers or oh, athletes. And you got doctors and lawyers. I know them. You got doctors and lawyers and judges and teachers that are black people. I mean, excellent. And so we got to define blackness as excellence. We got to redetermine that in our own community. We can't let them or wait for the other people to redefine it. We got to redefine it within ourselves first. And that's why I mean when I say we have to take care of ourselves, ourselves, let me say that, before we can help anybody else. You know, my focus is to redefine and change the narrative of black women yes we are more than what you see in these movies right you know i let me let, let's let me let me tap on this movie real quick do you remember monsters ball i do okay and you see halle berry had never won an oscar until she did what degraded herself as a black woman that won her and Oscar. Let's look at Denzel Washington. Right. Prominent black man. Didn't win an Oscar until what, sis? Training day. Where he played a drug dealing cop. A crooked cop. So this okay. is what they want, you know, this is this is how they like they like this, you know. And then you have the younger generation that glamorizes. Oh, 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 yes. Because you have these rappers yes. that say, oh, fuck this bitch and, and this hoe and we gonna get money and we gonna pop pills and we gonna do all of that. And they out here trying to live that same life and ending yes. up dead and in jail, you know. Because you're trying to follow the TV. You know, I, I am, I look back at the generation when I was coming up, sis, and totally different. You Mine. know, we had a village that raised us. Oh, yeah. You know, we had a community. Now you got babies out here having babies, you know, and, and running into, a, well, and going into the other topic we talked about, body image. You have these okay. little black girls that are or these black women that are running because they, they want to get their bodies done. They're, they they want to look like this. They want to look like that because the media says, if you're not a size five, you're not beautiful. Right. You know, if you're not light, you're not beautiful. If you don't have a particular color eyes, you're not beautiful. I look at tiny, you know, T.I.'s white. Yeah. yeah. You went and got, uh, uh, I forgot the procedure that she had done to change her eye color. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to have to send you the article. Yeah, she went to where she went to some country and got it done to change her eye color. I think her, her eyes are like hazel or purple now or something like that. Oh, yeah. Wow. You That's know, I look at, oh, yeah. So this is what we're doing. 
you know, we can't afford, you know, again, talking about body image, um, for the ones that can't afford to have plastic surgery, they're going to Mexico, Brazil, where it's cheap mm -hmm. and you're dying or you end up with complications. I look at K. Michelle. Oh, K. Michelle was getting the, the butt injections. Yep. And what, three, four years ago, she started having problems because she said she started getting them in 2013 because her favorite rapper was getting them. So she was like, okay, well, I'm going to go get them. That four years later, she started having health issues with it. You know what I'm saying? I think she's she's had, what did she say? Six surgeries Somewhere to correct there. this yeah. issue. So you got... we. Us as black women, we're paying the cost with our lives to look a certain way because Her that's vanity. what the media says. Vanity, though. And you don't realize these bodies are going to go back to the dirt from where they came from. And so you're doing all this for a temporary fix because what really matters is what's inside of you. Mm -hmm. If the inside ain't right, who cares what the outside looks like because that's going to pass away. And when you were talking, you know, the first chapter in the book is called You Are Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. That. And I'm like, that is something that we have to teach. I didn't get taught that per se. You know, I didn't get sat down and say, hey, LaToya, this is how you feel about yourself. But let me tell you what God says about you. You know, you're made in his image. And that in itself is beautiful. You know, and parents have to start sitting down with their kids and teaching them that who God made you is good enough. Like, you don't have to go. It's one thing if you go out here and alter stuff because of health reason. And, you you know, you can't survive unless you fix You yourself. have this particular procedure done. Yes. yes. But just for vanity's sake, to live up to a standard that's not realistic for us anyway. It's, that's it's exactly I, that's what I mean when I and that's why I did that topic Re, reality versus expectations and then to you have to take into consideration just to piggyback off of what you just said when you say parents have to tell each other you have some parents that pit siblings against oh. each other too that say Absolutely. oh she's prettier than you because she got the good hair <laughs> You know, you got the, I was always not <laughs> right. You know, oh, you know, you don't look as good as Latoya. You know, Latoya's got the hazel eyes or the green eyes because I don't know what color they are now. Because girl, I don't either. They change colors. <laughs> I, that's what I say. You know, so you look this way, I look this way, and like I said, you have parents, and then you have the parents that who have low self esteem themselves. They don't know better. So that's, I, I made a comment on one of the episodes and I said, you know, we as mothers need to start being our daughter's role models. Yes. And stop allowing uh, uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B girl. And, and the city girls to be these girls' role models. Let we me have to stop you. that. And it was one... It might have been Cardi B um, who was saying that they didn't let their daughter watch their stuff because it's not meant for them. And I'm like, look, guys, do you not realize that these people are out here corrupting your kids and protecting theirs? 
they're not even going to expose their kids to their own mess. What does that tell you? Let the church look. Say amen. Woo! <laughs> you know, it was a rapper that said that. That uh, he didn't let his son. I want to. And y'all correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was Young Jeezy that said that that he doesn't let his son listen to his music because they know it's not good for you. I'm like, and girl. Look, this journal that I got coming out, I have seven days. It's a 31-day journal. I have seven days that is dedicated to guarding. Guarding your heart, guarding your mind, guarding your ears, guarding your eyes. It's so important to do those things because it shapes your mind. You What goes in your ears what goes in your eyes, it is shaping your spirit. It is shaping your soul. Like people don't realize how important it is to guard the things that come into them. If you if you look at the power of music, music is my therapy. I tell people all the time, y'all better be glad I have music because if I didn't, <laughs> you wouldn't want to know me because it changes your whole mood. Even if you listen to gospel, it changes your atmosphere. If you listen to rap, it gets you in a hype, like, oh, yeah, we about to thug it out. Listening, and that's what people don't understand, what goes in your ears, it changes everything. Mm. So you have to be careful when you have kids of letting them watch and listen to everything. And then you're wondering where they're getting it from because you're not teaching them to guard themselves. So let me ask you this, because I, I am the biggest Tupac fan ever. Like I Rest love, <laughs> oh, I love him. I I just so I, I listen to Tupac on those days when I just not necessarily want to thug it out, but you I'm like, you, know you want to thug it out. Now. I'm telling, <laughs> but I was listening to this song, and this is my favorite song. It's called White Man's World. Okay. I want you to when you get a chance, I want you to listen to the words of the song. I will. Because I felt like anything Tupac said, you know, anything he put out, I was like, yep, yeah, I'm listening to it. Even right. if he called us bitches at home, you know. <laughs> you but it was just me, Tupac. <laughs> okay. But it was just the messages in the songs. So I was listening to that on White Man's World the other day. Of course, I had heard it before. It was on the Machiavelli. It's on the Machiavelli. Uh, and I was just like, if this is not what's going on in the world today, I'm talking about he point for point for point. When he talks about born black in this white man's world. Mm. I'm out. I said that, that that was it hits a little different now. You know than when it first came out. Right. You know, of course I was like, "Oh yeah, that's my song," but now that I go back and I listen to it with everything that's going on in the world, that song hits differently. Right. Because he's talking about everything we're going on that's going on right now. And I didn't mean to get off subject, but you know, oh, when you talk about music, uh, that just that that song popped up in my head. But I can't even tell you that sometimes I don't want to thug it out, girl, because when I tell you I was the biggest music junkie, I mean junkie, like R and B, hip hop, rap, 
then I would turn it to gospel, then I would turn it to country, then I would turn it to Girl, okay. I, I was just rocking out everything. But then you it does, it really does something to you though. But you're right though, because I could wake up and I'm just like, okay, come on, Ashley, you got to get up. And I'll tell and I'll and I don't want to say it too loud because I don't want her to cut on Alexa. Uh, oh. Alexa. Look, I got my. <laughs> I'm telling you, because you know if you say her name too too loud, you know she gonna cut on. I had to unplug her for the show, girl. <laughs> but I'll get up and I'll say, Alexa. Okay, she didn't cut on. Her light didn't cut on. And I'll say, play Yolanda Adams. Yes, I love her. And I just let Yolanda Adams roll. And I always give myself an hour praise break. Always. Always. I always have to take an hour and give myself an hour praise break. Because some mornings I just wake up and I'm just like. Yep. Thank you, God, for allowing me another day. Okay. Tuesday. When I, when I was texting you. Yeah, yeah. I went and took my shower. And I cried in my shower. Um, and I say, you know what? You right, God. You right, God. I know my baby going to be fine. You right, God. And, you know, I was just like, it just seems I can't never catch a break. You know, but I had to, I had to, I had to pull it back. Mm -hmm. And I had, I had to remember who the hell I was. Right. I had to remember who the heck God was. You know what I'm saying? I had to. And I told you, right, God, you got this. I know you told me just, just hold on. I, and I had to do that. I had to do that to, you know, really bring me back. Because right. I do have those moments where I get up and I'm just like. We all do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. You gotta, but I, I thank him you every day. Human. You got to be human. I It took me all this time to realize I was human. And I think, and I, I, I'm a, a very big advocate of therapy. Um, I love it. I will probably even know it's nothing majorly I need to talk about, but I love therapy. Of course, one of my degrees is counseling, so I'm all for it. And so hmm. I'm like, and don't forget when you go to therapy, get you a therapist that looks like you. <laughs> Look, you have, you have to, you have to, um, Remember that you're human. You have to give yourself a break because I've always been on the track of wanting to be perfect. And I, I feel like I go to the book a lot. So excuse me, cause it's not on purpose, but it's really just in me. Like the last chapter is completion. And it took me a while to start writing that chapter because I looked at my life and I was like, God, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't you have come with them expectations. I have, I don't have my house yet that I want to buy. I said, you know, how am I going to write and tell the people about what it means to be complete? And God literally sat me down and said, Latoya, on this side of heaven, you will never be perfect. Like you will never have everything right. Completion got redefined for me last year as I accomplished this. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. 
As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. I completed that. I have overcame being in abusive relationships and gravitating towards the wrong men. Like, that's a checklist that I am done with. I completed. I've graduated. God, you can stop testing me. (laughs) You can really stop testing me on that. So thank you very much. And I moved on. And so you got to redefine, just like you said, reality versus those expectations. Because reality is we're all going to sin. We're all going to fail. We're all going to be shortcoming. We're going to have shortcomings. We're never going to have it all together. We're going to wake up some days and be like, God, please don't let me wake up. Okay. Wake up some days like I don't understand your purpose. I don't know your plan. I don't get it. Why are you taking me? Why are you taking me through this uncomfortable season? Why? Why? You know, and that's one of the things that I've, that I have. I'm still working on every day is to stop questioning on why God does the things that he does to me, you know, and I have to keep reminding myself, you know what he told me in order to get comfortable, I have to make you uncomfortable first. And let me, let me, let me pause you for a second on that. And I, I, I'd be pausing people, girl. I'd be like, let me pause you on that. (laughs) I got two points for you on that one. One how quick do we say that God does do he does these things to us? Does he allow them? Absolutely. But mm. God wants nothing but good things for us. He gives nothing but good things to us. So we always forget that we have an adversary called the devil. And we stop blaming him and saying that he did things to us. He allowed, you know, he, he's the one that comes to still kill and destroy our lives. So why is it always, God, why do you do this to us? And that's a problem I've always had is saying, God, why are you doing this? No, he's, I'm allowing it because it's going to work together for Mm -hmm. your good. You don't see it yet. Me being abused has worked together for my good. Childhood abuse, relationship abuse, going through moments of wanting to commit suicide, rape situations. All these things work together to make me on this platform with you today. Oh, yeah. Now, in the midst of it, I was like, hold on. <laughs> this is too much. Yes. I'm like, hold on, God. I'm like, I'm the one living right. I'm the one praying. I'm the one going to school. I'm the one work- like, what? Why is this but, not happening to the next person? Why is the next person that's 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 not living right? Why are they being part. rewarded? But I'm that doing part. this, and he, you, you, you constantly pulling me into the storm. Why do I have to deal with the rain? So I know, I, girl. But it, it works together, girl. Absolutely, it works together. We all have those moments where we don't get it. We're never gonna get the answers. On this side of heaven, we're never going to. But if you go in the Bible and you read the story of Job, it'll sit you mm. Because God allowed. He ain't do it. The devil said, can I come after your servant, Job? God didn't do it, but he allowed it to be done. Mm. Baby. Now, God will allow you to get stripped. He, your baby got sick, yes. You woke up with some back pain, yes. 
Does God do it? Probably not. Does he allow it? Absolutely. Ooh. But is he still there in the midst of this? Of course. Yes. Is he going to bring you out of it? Yes. And he always and does. Always and that's why I say, you know, I, I when I did an episode with my son, and on that episode, I said, I created storms and got pissed when it rained. That was the second point, girl. Somebody said, ooh. I said, I absolutely we do stuff did. to ourselves, yes. I and said, now I created these storms. I created these tribulations with my actions, you know, because for every cause, there's an effect. And God is God's fault, though. Yes. And then I got mad when it rained. Yep. But it was Why everybody else's fault. Out of this? But it was your fault, Latoya. You know, I'm blaming you because you said this to me. So, but you just reacted to what I over did. what I said to you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I was I was pissed when it rained. <laughs> what the I said in the how in the how the hell is it raining? But this was the storm that I created, you understand? Right. At least you know now that it is the storm you created. I, I do not. You know, when you have your child that comes to you and basically gives you an ultimatum and says, Either you get it together or I'm done. Ooh. Ooh. That's a that's a tough one right there. When you have a child that tells you that they are embarrassed to have you as a mother. Wow. That's strong. But I couldn't be upset about it. You want to know why? Because it was the truth. My son told me I acted like a ghetto teenager. Oh, wow. Isn't that something when they make you face your own truth? Because I'm not going to lie. When I read that, that letter, first off, I was pissed off because you gave the letter to your sister to give to me. You didn't give it to me. So that was first and foremost. So that upset me. So I waited a couple of days after I got the letter and I read the letter. So when I sat down and I read the letter, I was alone. I was by myself. Read the letter. Ooh, I was angry. How the hell you see? What the? Those intrusive thoughts. Here we go. Because I'm already weak. Right. I'm already, you know, I'm broken. Vulnerable. So here comes the devil doing his job. So I had to had to sit back. Sadness set in. Because mm. I was on the edge. I was done with life. Till I read that letter. I was through. I was like, you know what? My kids will be better off without me anyway. Wow. But that letter. I said. I got to get it together. 
So when I reached out to my therapist, she said, are you ready to put in the work now? It's work. So I took a deep breath. And I said, let's go. I had to walk back through those doors to the beginning. And you know, that's something we don't like yeah. to say that again. I had to yeah, face the truth. Yeah. There you go. So I had to go back to the beginning of the pain because I had made my children carry my pain. That A lot of parents do that. That they didn't ask for. They haven't dealt with their own stuff. Then they have kids and then their kids deal with their stuff. Absolutely. So that brings into this brand new year, brand new me. Because I'm not who I was a year ago. What a blessing. I don't feel the same way I did a year ago. So that's why I say why I had to go and start January off brand new year, brand new me. Because it was about a brand new me. I learned to love Ashley. I started Ashley. So I'm here. And I'm going full speed ahead. My relationship has gotten better with my babies. You good, know. Good. So I'm 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 way better than what I was a year ago. Do I have those intrusive thoughts every now and mm -hmm. again? But like you say, I'm human. So I'm going to have that. But I'm good though. I won't complain. Right. If we, yeah. If we just strive to be better than yesterday. So enough about me. Because we, we've talked about me. I'm ready to talk about this book. Let me go ahead and pull it up because, you know, I, I downloaded it on my phone. because <laughs> I, I got the little, uh, the app on my phone. So I want to go and I want to go ahead and jump into this book. Okay. I want to jump into the book. Let's do it. Oh, you got it. You got it. Look, she got the special copy, y'all. I'm telling you. And the first page says, live your truth out loud. Yes. So that's what I did. I'm living my truths out loud. So isn't before I allow, what you say? I said, isn't it freeing though? Naked. It's like a whole weight just, oh. Gets lifted off of you when you can tell the truth and be who you're supposed to be. Be who God called you to be. So yes. before I let LaToya run away with her doing this show, well, her talking about her book, I do want to let y'all know that she did put a disclaimer in this mm -hmm. book. I did. And the disclaimer, it, it made me cry. I got a little emotional with the disclaimer.
everybody knows I'm 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 very emotional. Take your time, girl. The reason it made me emotional is because even though your father is no longer here in spirit, I mean, I'm sorry, in body, in body, in body. Is because you were free to tell those secrets. A lot of things us little black girls and black boys are afraid to do. Right. And that's simply because we were taught. What happens in this house stays in this house. It stays in this house. Absolutely. So I read the disclaimer twice. And each time it just, I got the same result. Those secrets. Those damn secrets. Why do we... I really just want to know... Go ahead, Tori. I want you to get out. I want you to get out what you got. Everybody knows that I, I'm I'm the most emotional person ever. Because I'm 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 rereading it now. Read and you read said I what you're reading. So the disclaimer says, y'all let me put my lookers back on because y'all know I'd be <laughs> struggling over here. Right. She says, there was a lot of information unpacked in this book about my personal life. My father is no longer here with us on this side of heaven, but I want to say that I love him with everything that I am. One of the things I cannot write this book without saying is that mental health in the African-American community is something that has not been made as big of a priority as it should be. I grew up realizing early that counseling has a nasty stigma to it in my community. It's almost frowned, frowned upon. The notion that what happens in this house stays in this house was instilled in me from an early age. I know 
I truly know and believe that had my father went and sought help, my story would be different. So I encourage you all to not only take care of your body and spirit, but also your mind. There's nothing wrong with being a Christian and seeking help. God gave us people here on earth to help with our fleshy, physical beings. Do not let anger, abuse, depression, or other unhealthy behavioral cycles go untreated. You do not know whose story has or will be changed or impacted negatively because you have not sought the help that you need. With that being said, please keep in mind that a lot of my experiences were due to a person without rational thought or behavior patterns. The love that he had for his family was there, but not always shown in the healthiest ways. That is something that I'm sure we all can relate to. Absolutely. Yeah, we can. Absolutely. In that, in that moment when you said that. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Children in Ukraine have been wounded and are traumatized by the violence. UNICEF is on the ground providing health, hygiene, and critical emergency supplies. Please go to unicef.org to donate now. Thank you. It took me back to when my father beat me so bad, I ended up in the emergency room. Oh, wow. Wow. I was almost put into foster care, but my cousin took me in until my mom was able to come to California and come get me. And do you know he never even apologized? And the, the crazy part is, so I wrote this book and I tell people it is a God-given book because it took me two years to get it out of me. And it was for various reasons because of emotions and the guilt of betrayal and, you know, um, a lot of things that I had to push through to realize that God's plan was bigger than anything that was concerning me. Um, but when I wrote the book, if you ask me right now to tell you the chapters in order, I can't do it. If you tell me to tell you everything that's in the book, I can't do it because it's so God designed. And I feel like it was sent to me to do because of people like you who have gone through things and haven't really spoken on them yet. And so I've gotten a lot of responses like that where people have to dig back and face the things that they have been through and I believe that this book is designed for that reason. Oh, yeah. Say, hey, guys, 
it's called rising from the shadows life behind the smile because we all have this persona that we give to the world if you ask people from high school they think i'm the happiest person to ever walk the planet because i was always laughing always smiling and so friendly but those were some of the worst years of my life but we walk around with these smiles and you know we we show people what we want them to see we never say hey guys how are you doing today i am doing horrible if you're a christian you're gonna say hey i'm blessed and highly favored like i'm i'm doing good you don't you don't ever sit and tell people what is really going on with you and so i'm hoping that this book allows us all to take a step back and really do live our truths out loud because your story is your testimony because you made it through it oh So, you know, I'm on page 80 of the book, just so okay. you know. And I tell people all the time, we all share the same story. Everybody's story is just a little different. Yes. There we go. Oh. Uh, but working with my therapist and going back. I wouldn't change it. And I'm glad I found her. Right. You know, somebody that looked like me. All right. So let's jump into the comments because I want I want to hear more about I want you to tell the people more about the book. Okay. Hey herbalist. Welcome back. Warren says that saying is wrong. Like a lot of families have been destroyed because of the sin. What happens in this house stays in this house. Absolutely. That's what she said. You know, in the declaimer, she said it's it's frowned upon, you know, uh going to counseling simply because it was, in, it was conditioned in her mind Absolutely. that you don't tell people what goes on in this house. What happens in this house stays in this house. So, yes, that saying is correct because we were all told that. Every little black girl and every little black boy shares the same story. Yours might be a little different from mine. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to molestation, I wasn't molested, but my sister was. Right. You know, my sister wasn't in a domestic abuse, uh, a domestic abuse relationship. I was. Right. You know, my sister wasn't beat by her father. I was. So the man that that helped to give me life and was supposed to have loved me, you beat me. And, and then somebody told me you love me. And that's a part of the book, too. I was conditioned that way. Um, and I, I think, Warren, what you're saying is the saying is, is wrong. It is wrong. It shouldn't exist. Because people are dying behind closed doors because they're not exposing what's going on. People are getting raped and abused behind closed doors because they're not, you know, exposing what's going on. Because we've been taught what happens in this house stays in this house. And that's not okay. 
Um, oh, okay. I get what he's saying. Yeah. He's saying that the saying is wrong, that it's wrong for that saying. Yes. My fault, Warren. Yeah. I was like, Warren, she about to come for you, but let me help you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Get um, me together, Hill. Get me together, Hill. But it is true. And and I I didn't go to therapy until later in life. And I'm not that old, but later in life. Um, because of you know what happened in my house. My dad was actually a pastor and um he was Your dad like, too. He was well known and um even in the community where I'm at now, like he worked at the school and taught and coached football with them and you mm. know, worked with the basketball team and um he knew a bunch of prestigious people in South Carolina when we were there. Like he, he was so charismatic. You would have never known he was such a volatile person. And the, the volatile part is not just because that's who he was. He was, you know, I truly believe that had he sought help and went to therapy and dealt with his own demons, you know, even from his childhood, then my story would not be what it is. And that's the point that I stress with that disclaimer is that, guys, go get help because your story is impacting somebody else's. You're impacting your children, which is impacting their children and their children. You're talking about generational curses. We can stop some of this stuff. Oh, yeah. It ain't just the devil, you know, putting curses on our family. We are spreading this cycle of abuse and bad behaviors like they are seeing it from us and we're teaching you know our kids what love means you know love means and your father is the first relationship for a girl you know that you have and you look at that and you model your life and what you're looking for and what you don't get from your father you search for and so in all else. these different men right and so it's a it's a nasty, unhealthy cycle that continues, and especially in the black community, because we're not talking about it and we're not addressing it. We're doing nothing to fix it because we want to be secret. We want to hide it behind closed doors. So you'll think that you know my house, we're the Christian family, or we or have we it are this. Yeah, we're this picture perfect family, yes. but not knowing what hides behind all you know we're dysfunctional because you know my father shot at my mother you know my my mother left him you know my father was was a a well-known whore you understand and he's a pastor you know he was let me say this he was a wonderful stepfather but a horrible father got it and so he was wonderful to everybody else's children, but you were horrible to your own. You cared more about women. You cared more about doing this than your own children. And then when I came to live with him, you beat me to the point where I ended up in the emergency room. Child services got involved. We had to go to court for this. He Let me tell you how, how evil he was. You lied to the judge and told the judge my mom wasn't there. And you and your lawyer had just walked past my mom sitting in the hallway. Wow. Because you wanted them to put me in the foster care. And you never even, when I asked you about it, when, like I say, when I had to go and I had to do my healing, I had to go back to the beginning and I had to ask those questions. 
Yes, absolutely. And to this day, he still cannot tell me why he did what he did. But I said, you know what? I have to take it for what it is because I have to heal. I have to move on. So anyway, so like I said, I'm on page 85 in the book. And y'all, I just sent her the book. So it's not that she couldn't have finished. I just sent it to her. Because <laughs> the night you sent it to me, I start, I didn't read it that night. I started it that Saturday. Yes. And I was like, I need to, I, I, I need to be in my bed reading this. I needed to lay down to read this because wow. that first chapter. You tell the book, you tell, I, I'm just. Okay. And that's the funny part. I feel like I don't have a pitch to sell this book. Um, I feel like God is going to do his thing himself. Um, get the book. When you read it, send me a testimony to say what you got from the book so I can post it. But guys, this book is a book that is going to encourage healing. It is going to encourage you to face some demons that you thought that you have already faced and maybe have not. Um, I had a friend who actually messaged me and I had no idea, you know, that he, he, and when you ask for, if it's for guys, yes, guys too. Um, he had grew up being abused by his mother and I've known him for years when I tell you, and he grew up, you know, we're in our thirties. He grew up picking cotton in the fields and, you know, his dad needed him to get away, you know, from home because of the life that he had there. And he's one of the most successful people that I know. And so this book brings out stuff in you if you let it. I'm and trying to get, keep going because I'm trying to get to page 85. I just asked some questions, but go ahead. Okay. Uh -uh, I'm talking. It, bring, it brings healing and, and restoration, but it's a story, guys, of redemption for me. It's a story that says that it doesn't matter what I've been through, you know, because I serve a God that allowed me to go through it. He never left me. He never forsake me. He was always there in the middle of every storm. One story I told in the book, you know, I had every intention to go in the house and commit suicide. And I told my friend that was with, with me that night. And her response was, I got to get up early in the morning to go to work. And she left me to go kill myself. And so in that moment, it took me back to a lot of, you know, areas of God. Is my life not worth it? Like I've known this girl since I was a child and, you know, it was pretty much okay. Bye, go die. And so it's stuff like that in the book that I address and I feel like people can relate to. And it's not that you've gone to try to commit suicide, but maybe that you've been in a situation where you needed somebody and they weren't there. And the mm. only thing that kept you was the grace of God. And so I feel like the grace of God has been all over my life. Like I should have been dead. I should have been gone. I should have been on drugs. I should have been abusing alcohol. There's so I should have been freely giving up my body to people. Like there's a lot of things that I could have and should have done to dealt to deal with the trauma that maybe you have. And you need to go back and say, hmm, let me see how I can do this process of healing. And so I really encourage you, if you know anybody that has lived life, 
to get this book and share it because it is just the beginning, but it is a it's a beautiful start to show you the redemption of God. So it's 105 pages in the book. Mm -hmm. And most likely I'm probably nine times out of ten, I'm gonna finish the book tonight. Okay. <laughs> So I'm on page 85. This one cut deep. Let me look, let me turn in my book with you. Because 80 page 85 was the day that your dad passed away. Oh. That was a hard one. And that's why I stopped. Yeah, I read the first paragraph and I stopped. Well, you know, from 84 and then the start of page 85, I read that first paragraph and then I stopped. Yeah. So before I go any further, yeah. are you okay to talk about this? Absolutely. It's out there. I want to first say I love you so much. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. That means a lot. That you said, you know what? It's time for me to turn my diary. I need to make my, my diary verbal. Yeah. Because this was a diary. This book was your diary. So when you said, Because it really kind of threw me off for a minute. It said. So this was in 2009. Her father passed away in 2009. Mm -hmm. And not only you, you really uplifted him. Like you really spoke positive. But then it was like. It flipped. You laughed. When they came and told your mom that your dad was gone. I'm conf it confused me, I guess. Because at one, you said, he introduced me to the concept of faith and healing. He always told me that God sent his angels to protect us and that we could have anything we asked God when we prayed, including healing. His life and health scares before the day he passed was proof that God was listening. It seemed like no matter how many times he went into the hospital, God brought him out. I can remember the doctors overdosing him and telling us he coded on the table on two occasions. I can remember them telling us that it was his time to go home to be with the Lord several times, but he always survived and pushed through, pushed his way through his information. I think I said infirmities. I'm sorry. On the day the doctors took me and my mother into the conference room for the talk, I looked at them and laughed. I literally laughed. You had to read you say, the I next paragraph. Okay. Stop. See, that's why I stopped. Read the next. Go ahead and read it while, you, while you're on the camera. Go ahead. Okay. 
I told him that what they were saying was not true and that God would surely bring him out. I thought, yeah, y'all are doctors, but you don't know my God. That part. God had brought him out so many times before. Why would this time be any different? I mean, he was only 51 years old with the spirit of a 25-year-old. Surely the doctors did not know what they were talking about. In my eyes, he had so much life left. He had so much life left to live. The truth is, they did. And within three hours of their talk. My father passed away right before my eyes. Yep. I was devastated. I had uprooted my life, changed jobs, dropped out of college, and lived in the family center to help take care of him. We had a dysfunctional relationship, but I loved him more than I loved him more than any other human in this world. Y'all reading is very fundamental. Let me say that. Yes. I was like, no, I didn't laugh at him dying, girl. Oh, oh my God. Balls, screaming, calling. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't, you can't stop in the middle of a sentence like that. Okay. Cause I was like, <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. I laughed. But I laughed at the notion that he would die. They took us in the room for that talk. And I had watched him. I'm talking about having heart attacks in the living room, heart attacks in the bedroom. My mama would get on her knees and pray, and he would just come back, literally, like come back to life. I mean, you're talking about us being in the hospital months at a time. He had congestive heart failure. Being in there months at a time, like my mom would not leave his side. She was sitting there in that same chair at um, the hospital here in Greenville and then UNC Chapel Hill and Duke. And, you know, she would be there since. And I'm talking about two or three months at a time. Um, they coded him. They overdrugged him. They, you know, he had bed sores all over his body at one point because the doctors didn't flip him. Like, just crazy stuff. And God always brought him out of it. Do you hear me? When I say always. And so when they brought us in that day in, in the UNC Memorial Hospital, they brought us in the room to give us the talk. And, you know, they basically say, hey, this is where we're at. You know, he's going to pass today. And I literally laughed at them. And I was like, y'all don't know what you're talking about. Because I've seen God work. You know, the doctors have said he would die plenty of times before. Oh, yeah. What makes today different? Like, come on, let's be for real. Okay, you're a doctor, but you don't know God. Mm -hmm. You know? And so I think death is a tricky thing for us to deal with. Because we don't often understand why. And we don't understand the timing and you know, and the people that die sometimes, we're like, why them compared to these horrible people who are out here doing this world no good? Oh, and yeah. so in that moment, I literally did laugh and I said, God, yeah, okay, anyways, because he ain't dying today. 
he always came home. But they did know what they were saying that day because his number started evening out and then he were, he was gone. And so, you know, it took me um, because I had literally, like I said in the book, I literally dropped out of college. Yep. The, the Changed to a family center. Yeah. And none of my siblings did that. I did. You know, and I was living in hotels, going back and forth. I was working at TJ Maxx in Durham, North Carolina, you know, and I was <laughs> taking cabs from the hotel for the first time in my whole life. And, <laughs> you know, just trying to do what I could to make sure I was there and present, you know, because people don't realize just because you're abused by somebody that doesn't negate your love for them. You know, parents you love unconditionally. It's just rooted in you to love them. Now, I don't have to deal with you. And sometimes for your health, you know, your your mental health, you don't need to deal with people who are volatile to you. But you have to love them. You have to forgive them. And at that point, he had already been forgiven. Yeah. You know, and I was doing anything I could because that was my father and I loved him. And so, you know, that part of the book is always touchy just because people will read the story and then they'll be like, well, why are you so, I was depressed for three months. I didn't get out of bed when he passed away. And I mean, I didn't go to work. I didn't go, like I was just so just, I don't know what to do with myself because my whole life revolved around this man and yeah. controlling my life. And you know, <laughs> like waking me up at three o'clock in the morning, like where you at when I didn't live with him, you know, just craziness is what my life was based off of. And so it wasn't normal to not have that, you know, dysfunction in my life anymore. And so, so it was, it was almost, you had to reprogram it again. The whole life. Because you had had your dad for 25 years, you know. Yeah. yeah you were 25. No. Yeah. 25. Okay. I wanted to make sure I read that right. Cause I was like, yeah, yeah you were 25. Mm -hmm. So you had him for 25 years. So it was like, okay, how do I function now? Yes. You know, and, that, and like I said, in, you know, reading a book, like I said, I'm on page 85 and it was like, this baby really had to rearrange her life again. It was almost like you were throwing this monkey wrench again. You know, even going back to, you know, the previous pages in the book where you found that you had polycystic ovarian syndrome, that you were yes. diabetic, you know, it was like, is she going to ever catch a break? Girl, I'm still, look, I'm waiting to go to the hematologist next week to find out where my blood is at. So it's not even, you know, I feel like catching a break is relative. You know, I am still dealing with things. And as I said, I'm human. And so life is never going to be perfect for me. Mm -hmm. And I still, you know, I'm sitting here now because I've been in a pre-cancer state for a couple of years. And, you know, so everything freaks you out when the doctors call you and tell you, hey, we need to talk to you again. Oh, yes. And so, um. I feel like I'm catching a break in the fact that I am now refocused and doing what God called me to do. 
you know, whereas before I was preoccupied with other people's lives and going to school and working, you know, now it's like my time to do what I'm supposed to do. So no matter what happens in my life, whether, you know, I'm sick or, you know, the doctor's calling next week with some bad news or which in Jesus name, I rebuke that, but we're not even claiming that. Right. Not, no, but no matter what happens, as long as you're walking in your purpose, then everything is okay. So I'll, I'll put it like that. As long as you're doing what God called you to do and you're designed to do, that's what matters. So that's my break right now is talking to people like you and saying, Hey, you know, we got work to do. <laughs> it's like, it's time out for the shadows. Like let's, let's work. I want you to go to page 60. Okay. In your book. All right. I'm there. Oh, yes. Do you recall that night, that day? The weapon or the reporting the car stolen? <laughs> Both. Both. Well, because it's two incidents. Because I said, like I told you, remember I told you, I, I told you, I had to get in the bed to read this one. Because this is one of them that I need to be under my covers. Absolutely. See, I, I got. Remember, I told you I had questions about the book. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm in the bed, and I made it big because you know I'm blind. <laughs> I said, "Oh, your daddy was something else." He was. As I got further on into the book, mm-hmm. and I said. How could you do that to your child? I was angry at your dad. And he's no longer here in, in, in body. Right. But I said, that's some BS. Now, how you give her a car, then you turn around and you call the police and say she stole the car. Absolutely. The weapon is what took me out. I was, I was like, not take you out, girl. <laughs> I said, Jesus, just take me on to the upper room. Just, just take me on. Because I said, no, she making something up with this, you know. So I had to go back a couple of pages to come back to that page. And I say, oh. It's all a real story. Yep. And the I, crazy part, the crazy part is, well, there's always real life people that can vouch these stories because they live here. <laughs> but with the car situation, a lot of people have control problems and part of his was control uh-huh. and most people who are abusive have control power issues oh, yeah. and so that was something that was very real for him because when he took the car you know i didn't live with him um i had already moved out had my own apartment it was several occasions i would wake up some days and my car would be gone from outside and I'm about to go to work and he had taken and I'm thinking my car and I got towed or something. And, you know, it was gone because he had took one of my brothers with him to go get my car in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so now and, he's got, and that was, and, and not to cut you off, but I think that was the saddest part was that the other family members participated in this. And then I have to, you have to 
almost disclaimed that by saying they grew up in the same house as I did. That. You know? And so the control didn't always come out with them with being physically and verbally abused, but the control was there. And so even when he was sick, you know, like 130 pounds wet, you know, he still had the same control and power that he did when he was two, 300 pounds because it was conditioned already. Yeah. Um, You know, so I can't fault my brother because if my dad at that time would have told me to get my butt up and come take this car with me, I would have done the same thing um, because he was conditioned. Oh yeah. And so, um, and that's why I say girl, like the night when, you know, I ran from home, you know, I ran to a friend's house and it was crazy because I literally talked to him, you know, not that long ago. And I told him, you know, I had wrote the book and I said, I put a story in there about, you know, the night I came home late, and you know my dad threw over the tv gave me a black eye busted lip he called me all kind of whores because you know oh yeah coming in to sing happy birthday but the truth is you know at that time i was still a virgin and i you know i went to go hang out and i just happened to be late and so he was like yeah i remember that because they came looking for me and that's in the book they came looking for me you know at his house and so guys none of this stuff is made up and this is literally 1% of my life, you know? And so I never want to make it into a bashing him session. It's really a life lesson for people who are going through these situations mm-hmm. um, to have the freedom to go speak and get help. A and lot tell their story. Yeah. A lot of me not getting help was because of my siblings, you know, I had a fear for them and I didn't want to disrupt their lives. And, you know, me telling my story or me going to therapy meant risking their lives, you know, and because I didn't feel like it was as bad for them in that situation, because he had more of a problem with females, you know, than males. And a lot of people who have control and power issues are that way. And so, you know, I didn't want child protective services to come in and take them away and then I not see them again. And, you know, those are things that weighed on me as a child trying to see what I needed to do for myself. And so that's why it took me so long, literally, to get help because I didn't want to destroy my family. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's real. <laughs> and that's, you know, and that's typically, you know, like I said, that's common in a black household. Absolutely. We do whatever we can to protect our loved ones, even if that means, you know, continuing to endure the abuse. Right. But not only are we enduring the abuse, but it turns into self-harm. Yep. And that's how it was with me. Mm-hmm. You know, my father was abusive to me. You know, I feel like, you know, if I would have stayed longer with him, you know, he probably would have beat me again. But um, I look forward in relationships. Yeah. And, and like I say, all of us share the same little story. You know, yours is just a little different from mine, you know. Absolutely. And even to this day, you know, I've forgiven my father. I have. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. 
This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. I just don't, I just, I I, I love him from a distance, you know, because I've just come to the realization that we have to stop normalizing toxic relationships in that family. You know, I cannot stress that enough. We have to stop normalizing toxic relationships. And that includes family. I actually, sis, I don't know if you saw, but I made a post, I I put a post on Instagram today and it says, let me go to it. Not afraid to cut anyone off at this point in my life. Even if you're family, if you're toxic, you're toxic. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we have to stop accepting and saying, you know what, that's still your brother, you know, that's still your sister, you know, that's still your cousin. And if your energy is draining to me, it's draining. Yes. And I'm different when it comes to that because I, because of how I grew up, I did not have a close relationship with my extended family. Um, and you'll find that a lot too, where, you know, you're in these situations and you're not exposed to people because it's easier to control you when you're isolated. And so, um, I did not grow up, you know, having a good relationship with my aunts and uncles and cousins and all that stuff. Um, cause it was just me and my brothers, like really ride or die and my sister till I was, mm-hmm. I was little, about, about 10. And so, um, I tell people all the time that family and relatives are two different terms for me. And, you know, it might not seem normal when I say it, but I mean that from the bottom pits of my heart, my stomach, like whatever you want to say. Oh, yeah. Um, Relatives, I can't control who my relatives are. That DNA that runs through you, God did that. That was his thing. He Right, right. But my family if i can't trust you and i can't rely on you and depend on you and you know have a every day i know you got my back relationship you ain't family to me you know and people hate when i say that to them but it's my it's my reality you know expectations reality is um, it's reality the truth that there I we go myself. i have a best friend that I mean, she closer to me than some of my siblings are, you know, and that's my rider. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was in the bed and I couldn't walk and I, I, the daughters told me I was going to die and I was so sick and she was the one over here, you know, going to get my food, going to pay my bills, cleaning up my house. When I went to work, she would come to my job to check on me, make sure I was okay. My my people didn't do that. And Mm -hmm. so that's family, you know. I ain't got to never worry about going through life by myself because of people like that. And oh, so yeah. we got to stop attaching that word and giving it so much meaning to the point where we keeping people who aren't good for us. You and know, you know what? redefine family, you know, your relatives, like I said, you can't redefine, you can't de- redefine that. It is DNA. 
but redefine family. Yeah, your family is the people that that's my sister, so I can't let you go. That's my sister, like you're my family. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I'm like that, you know, my mom only had two children, me and my sister. And of course my dad has other children. Yeah. I don't socialize with them. I don't socialize with, with his side of the family. You know, I don't. And I've had my cousins say, oh, well, why don't you come to the family reunions? And Y'all have known where I'm at. Y'all don't invite me to these things. And, oh, well, you should come. Y'all don't invite me. And the last time I was around them, I'm going to say this. The last time I was around them, my dad's sister had passed away. And now I was close to her because she was my grandfather's outside child. But the but the children that my grandfather had with my dad's mother, not so much. But anywho, long story short, was at the funeral. And if you see my dad's sister, I look just like her. Oh, wow. Her and my dad look like twins. And so somebody made the comment and said, oh, Evelyn, is that your daughter? And she was like, uh, no. Oh, okay. But if you see my dad, I'm going to send you a picture of my dad. I look exactly like him. He's just your color. Maybe just, a, he's, maybe, I th my, my dad may be a little lighter than you. Mm. But for years, what? his sister would tell people, oh, that ain't none of my brother's child. I look just like y'all. What are you talking about? When they That's see me now, they say, so I don't deal with them. I don't, I don't, I don't socialize with it. And I'm cool with that. You love them from a distance. You don't keep the bitterness. You don't keep the unforgiveness because it hurts you and you move on. And I'm good with seeing them at funerals. I'm okay with that. Because my dad has put up this facade, you know, and I tell people all the time, you don't know the real him. Right. Like I do. So I'm going to finish reading the rest of the book tonight, but I love it. Thank you. I am so proud of you. Thank you. That means a lot. I am very proud of you because you have... told not only my story but a lot of other little black girls and a lot of other little black boys that share that same story of course it may not be the exact same but you get what I'm saying absolutely because it opens the door which is the reasoning behind black girl interrupted black girl interrupted was created to be a safe platform for women that look like me and you and men to share their stories with no judgment. That's awesome. No judgment. I, I don't allow judgment or bullying because you can no longer hold me in the past because I walk in my truths now. Amen. Am I perfect by, by any means? Absolutely not. I'm not perfect at all. Never Am I still a work in progress? Every day. Gotta every be. day. 
God oh, makes me better. Stop working. Hmm. He never stops working. Yeah. And I feel it every day because my way of thinking changes. Right. With every month that has rolled by, I'm like, man, I didn't think I would be where I where I am today. Two two years ago, I I, I was like, you know, I'm gonna do black girl intro. It took me two years. That two number girl. <laughs> I'm telling you. That two, two, two. Right. It took me two years. And finally, I, I had a breakdown and I said, you know what? I just got to go. I I was like an airplane. You know, once it heads down that that uh the runway and it goes up into there, it ain't no turning back. You know, right. it, it don't right. land till it gets to its <laughs> You know, it don't land till it gets to its destination. So that's right. why I was. I just, I just I hit the ground and I took off running. That's awesome. I and I love where I'm at right now. You know, um, like I told you the other day, I have one more door left to close, and that's the conversation with my mom. And it's 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 coming very soon. Good. That's healing. Um, oh yeah. I needed that. I needed that. I needed that. Whew. This book is deep, y'all. If y'all don't get this book, y'all are missing. Y'all are missing out. Because this book, like I said, I'm on page 85. And then I love the fact. Let me pull it back up. I love the fact that you have the little notes where you can write the notes in the yeah, book. Yeah. I need to print. You know what? I need to email it to my. Well, you know what? I could print it out. I could print it out. Um, did I lose it? Oh, no, 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 no. Here I go. All right. Okay, here we go. I want to show y'all the little notes where you can write your notes down in the book. So get the hard copy. I'm going to download this one. I mean, I'm going to print this one out and I'm going to get a little uh, tablet, like a little binder, mm -hmm. so I can put it in there. Um, there it is. I love the little fact that she puts the notes and the thoughts. And she wants to know at a time when you struggle with self-esteem, come up with your own mantras and repeat daily. If you don't know what mantras are, they are your affirmations. What are the things that you're going to start to tell yourself every day? So her mantras, let me say this. This is on page 31 of the book. I trust in you, in your promises. God, you told me that you will supply all of my needs and I am taking you at your word. That's one of her mantras that's on page 31. Another one, oh Lord, honey, because this one, I, I this is the one I'm working on. His time is not my time. These cloudy days will be overshadowed by the sunny days that are to come. That one is deep because I can't stress enough. God is an on-time God. It's not your time though. And that's where we mess up. We want to rush God to do it when it's our time, but our time might mess everything up for us. Hmm. Because I look back over my life, girl, 
And I'm like, had things went according to my plan, I wouldn't have made out of none of that stuff. <laughs> I mean, like, but God knows he has the perfect design for your life, guys. I cannot tell you enough. Like the stuff that you have gone through, I'm like, people don't realize when you say I'm going through stuff, mm. through, not stopping in it. You're going through it, which means you're going to come out on the other side of it. So, guys, yes, when I tell you I believe in this, like I, I'm a, I'm a walking billboard of this book every day. <laughs> like, Amen. I'm still, look, I'm still working on myself. So, yes, his time, it's all in his time. And the last one on page thirty-one says, "Lord, you see my needs." I trust you. Trust is a big I, word. I want everybody to know you have to lean on God. Absolutely. I say this all the time. This is my saying. You can't ask God to prepare a meal for you if you're going to keep your hands in the pot. If you're going to stay in the kitchen, God gonna let you cook then. Oh, okay. You don't need me. I don't want that meal. <laughs> exactly. So when you tell God you're ready to eat, you have to step out of the way and let him prepare that meal for you. Exactly. So that's what that saying means for, you know, to the easiest way for you to know when you say, Lord, you see my needs. I trust you. I trust you, God. I'm gonna leave it with you. We're not going to talk about this problem anymore, God. I'm leaving it with you. Okay, I'm trusting you. Because I know this little bitty teddy bear that you gave me, I know you about to give me a bigger one. Right. I'm trusting you. And so, then you got to look, do you trust him? Because if you trust somebody, you let them do their job. And that is something I struggle with. You know, even with this brand girl, you know, I, you know, have you know, a couple of people that I'm bringing to help me in this beginning stages. And a girl had to get on me the other day because, you know, she's like, how are you going to keep your hand in the pot? And then tell me that I'm overdoing this basically is what she's saying. And the mm. same concept goes back to God. You know, how can we say we trust him when we want to do his job? You know, Bingo. he knows the beginning, middle and end. We don't. We know what we see right now. And if he reacts on what we see right now, you know, he's not going to do what needs to be done. So you trust him to do his job and you back up and you say, God, you got this. And you, you know, sit back, chill, relax, whatever, kick your feet up and say, God, you know, do your thing. That's what, but trust what's the word they say? Go on, God, do your thug fizzle. Thug fizzle, girl. <laughs> In the words of Snoop, girl. God, <laughs> you do your thug. <laughs> so don't forget, y'all. I'm going to drop the link in the comments. Tap in with my girl. It's called Rising from the Shadows. That's the name of her book. Yes. I will drop the link. Life Behind a Smile. See, that's yes. wonderful. And the journal will be out soon, guys. So look out for that. Please tap into my Instagram. Um, if you have one, it's um, at 
rising from the shadows brand is my Instagram handle. Um, so all of my updates will be on there. Um, the bookmarks, I have not posted them yet. I have about nine different ones that I'm creating right now. Um, I like that one. Which one? This one? Or yep. This one? this one. There you go. Live your truth out loud. So I have about nine different ones that's being produced right now. Um, I literally ordered 60 thinking, okay, let me test it. Within 30 minutes, all 60 were gone. So um, <laughs> um, I just reordered. So um, they'll be in tomorrow. So look out for that. Um, the bookmarks, the like I said, the journal is coming out. And then we'll actually have merch um, starting this summer, hopefully, T-shirts and stuff coming out. So it's going to be a whole movement. It's a wellness brand. And it's going to be amazing. So get in on the ground floor, guys. And thank you so much for having me on the show tonight. I have thoroughly enjoyed being on the this show. Not the last time. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. So don't be talking like this to let this is not oh, the last no, no, episode no, no, you're gonna no, be on. No, look you up there. We, I just wanna thank you for this is not we, the last one, girl. We just beginning. Look, we just beginning. Yes, no, we're gonna stay tapped in. Um, but I do appreciate you having me on the show, give me the you know space to talk. And I will make sure that I share this on all my platforms, but I definitely am so, so thankful for this opportunity just to meet someone who has a story and that can, you know, understand where this book is coming from and what it can do if it gets in the hands of people. And so I'm going to bring you back in March. I'll be here. I'll be you here. Will, you want me to tell you what March is going to be about? What is it? You ready? I'm ready. My well-being. I just okay. want to be happy. I'm there. I'm in there. Just give me the dates, girl. Fear. Depression. Oh, wow. Suicide. And then, of course, at the end of the month, of course, you know, the open forum. Mental health I awareness. You. I got you. You ready for that? Absolutely. It's what I'm born to do. I told I'm you, I, I said, I'm walking in now, walking in the calling. I can't stop now. Look, once you put it out there, it's over. <laughs> so yeah, March, we are, that's mental, mental health awareness. Absolutely. Definitely. In, in October, domestic violence awareness, I'm in there. I'm going to have to tag you in my video on Instagram because I did post a video where I did my domestic violence episode and uh very vulnerable. Yeah. I think that's one of the best parts of me now. Mm. I was afraid. Yeah. You know, to be vulnerable, you know, to uh talk, not realizing how many people shared the same story as myself. Oh yeah. Cause somebody literally asked me when I wrote this book, because it's a part in there about my ex. And you know how I thought he was my savior from 
you know, what I was going through at home. And then he turned out to be my daddy times 10. And they were like, well, what if he, you know, reads the book and, you know, has a problem with the book? I said, first of all, my concern is no longer how he feels, what man can do to me. The worst thing that a man can do to you is take your body. At some point, that is going anyway. I'm worried about me and my soul. And as long as me and God are good and I know this is what he gave me to do, then I'm going to walk in that. I'm not going to let fear stop me from doing what I'm supposed to do anymore. It stopped me for 36 years. You know, at some point, you got to leave all the excuses you know, I'm scared. And what if somebody says this? And what if they don't like what I'm doing? If God designed what you're doing, drop the mic. If God designs what you have done or what you are doing, then what anybody else thinks or says or does is irrelevant. Let me tell you, when man says no, God God always says yes. Absolutely. 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 So we about to, we about to take 2021 by storm, girl. I'm I'm ready to ride. I got my suit of armor. I'm ready. I'm ready to ride. I ain't scared. Right. I'm ready. I ain't afraid of a little rain. Do you hear me? What did they say? I ain't never scared. Do you hear me? <laughs> I ain't never scared. I'm ready. We ready. I'm ready for the rain. It's okay. Because just because I get wet doesn't mean I can't dry off. Oh, okay. The rain makes you grow. All it takes is just a little mustard seed of faith. That's all it takes. Do you know how tiny a mustard seed is? Hey. Do you know how tiny that is? Somebody. God ain't, he ain't asking for much. He just want an inkling that you believe. Just a little. Just a little. Like yeah. a little. A little period. Yeah, like barely. Like I barely believe. Like a little okay, dot. That's enough. For me to work, just just barely, yes. Just give me a little bit. He wants you to open the door for him. That's it. That's crack all he it. wants to do. Look, crack it, crack the door. Just, he got it. You know, just just raise the window up a little bit, just a little yes. bit. Yes, open door season, girl. You ain't got you to take the screen off the window. Just opened up a little bit. Right. Just Let enough me for me to right. slide my <laughs> hand. Look, just enough for me to put my hand underneath and lift <laughs> it up. That's it. Yep. I'm not asking for much. He don't. He doesn't. And that's the beauty of God, man. He doesn't ask us for much. For what he gives us, he don't ask for much. Mm. So, y'all. Oh, hey, Big Low. Big Low is tapping in. Hey. Hey, Big Low. Show, Shug. Make sure you watch the replay. Absolutely. Y'all know. So... Before I go into the final thoughts, what's new for February? Y'all know February is Valentine's Day. Some of y'all not going to like me for this. Oh, Lord. What's your love language? That's the topic for February. We're going to commitment. Oh, we talking about cheating. Oh, now that's going to be a good one. We're talking about makeup to break up. You that, got me going in circles. <laughs> and then we ended a month with moving on. Letting that's it like a whole series right there. 
Oh, it is. Mm. And I chose February to do it. I know that's right. She about to mess all y'all up. <laughs> I love it. So we're going to have these conversations. February 2nd. Like I say, we jump into commitment. Are you ready for me or for yourself? Mm. That's what's new for February. That's what's new, y'all. Don't forget. Y'all know. Every Tuesday night, every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Y'all know where I'm at. Y'all always tune in. I always get the feed. And y'all are like, Ashley, really? It, what? Like, you really talking about that? Yes, we are. We are. We're going to talk about it. We're going we gonna to jump in. Do you know people's love language? Some of y'all don't know. Some of you don't know your mm. own love language. That's why I said some of them don't know. So I always go at the end of the show, sis. Final thoughts. Okay. Because you are the guest. So in final thoughts, we just do a recap of the night. So what are your final thoughts in regards to... The topics that we addressed in January, you know, like I say, we went into self-esteem, body image, reality versus expectations, and then colorism. What are your okay. final thoughts on it? So my final thoughts for the night is one, love yourself. If you don't love yourself, nobody is going to be capable of loving you. Um, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God made you in his image, in his likeness, which means you are perfect the way you are. Um, I feel like you need to make sure that the confidence that you have is not based on standards that the world gives you, but one that you set for yourself that are reality versus what other people expect from you. Um, mental health is so important. It's something that we don't talk about enough, but make sure if you are in situations that you feel like you're dealing with depression, you're dealing with self-esteem issues, you're dealing with suicide, anything that affects your everyday life and your aura and, you know, how you feel about yourself, go talk to someone. Um, it's okay. We need to break the stigma of all of this. What mm. happens in this house stays in this house because, you deserve to be the best you. You know, you deserve to have a full life and to be able to be at peace and to have joy. And sometimes if you don't deal with your mess and your own images and that you have of yourself and even ones that people place on you, then you're not going to be your best self. Um, so my recap is that and to say that we love you and if you need anything, I'm here. Um, just reach out to me. She'll put my stuff in the link. Um, but focus this year on being intentional. That's my word for this year is intentional. Do your every day when you wake up, say, what am I going to do this day? What I'm not going to do this day? What do I need to accomplish? What do I want from today? Because all we have is right here, right now. So mm. take advantage of that. That was deep. Mm -hmm. That was absolutely deep. The, the hair on my arms is standing mm -hmm. up right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My final thoughts, I want to first say to you, Latoya. You are definitely my shero. 
we don't say that enough as black women. We don't, we don't uplift, we don't encourage, we don't empower black women. God gave you a gift. God created a stage for you wow. that looks like nobody else's. I thank you for the book. I'm still healing. I'm better than what I was a year ago. I will say that. You have told the story of a million little black girls out here. Not just necessarily the black girls, but the black women that were once the same little girls like me and you. Right. You keep telling your story. I will continue to water your garden wow. and give you your roses while you can still see them. Wow. And not after the fact. Red, pink, yellow, whatever color roses you want. I'm giving those three seeds to you. You allow your flowers to bloom and then you pass that back. To the little girl or the other woman behind you. Absolutely. I absolutely thank you so much for coming and doing this show with me tonight. Absolutely. This is the start of a lot of new beginnings. Many more episodes to come. Even if it's just random talk where we just get on here and we just talk about anything. But I will definitely extend the invitation again for you to come back and do another episode with me. Absolutely. I appreciate that. I love that. I love your energy. Thank you. you Turn too. that light up a little bit more because some people in the back couldn't see you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Look, girl, I'm about, I'm about to turn it up for real. <laughs> no. When I say turn that light up, yeah. turn the light up so the world can see you. Absolutely. You keep pushing your story. Regardless of what man says, God says you could do it. Thank you. So my final thoughts again. PSSS. Love yourself. Yes. Learn to love the skin that you're in. Learn to know that God created you imperfectly perfect. Hold on, hold on. Did you read that on my book? Oh, that's in your book? Girl. You read that last line? And I haven't gotten to the end of the book. <laughs> look at that. And then look, the inside of the last one says, be imperfectly perfect and live your truth out loud. Love, Toya. That's the last thing. Yep. That's my favorite saying. Yep. Imperfectly perfect. That's me. Yep. Stop letting social media, TV, even outsiders define you. Yep. 
You be you. Learn that everybody's race is not the same. Learn and know that some people will make it to the finish line before you and that's okay. Take that as God saying he's not ready for you to get there just yet. He doesn't feel like you're ready. Right. Just yet. Keep manifesting. What they say, delay is not a denial. Do you hear me? Speak things like it's already happened. It takes 21 days to break a habit. So again, to those black girls and my black women, I'm going to end the episode with this again. Black girls, don't be afraid to use your voice. Your thoughts are I am not sure if we are still live, but y'all have a great night. I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.